Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> Uh, and I, 
I don't know how many of you folks know him. You can look him up on YouTube. His name is Celebrate. His YouTube handle is Celebrate Truth. Okay? And uh, he's a good Christian brother, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about his findings about the flat earth and, and other topics related. But he's going to be, if I'm not mistaken, now, uh, Brother Robbie, if I'm wrong, get back, call me again, and <laughs> let's get it straightened out. Because when we were talking, I was dis- predisposed doing some other things. But anyway, more than likely, it will be next Friday night. If not, I'll let you guys know this weekend. And July the 24th, on a Sunday night, we will have Dr. Joy Jeffrey Pugh on the program. She and I talked today for about an hour on the telephone, and um, she will be talking with us about her research and her findings on the DNA evidence and things concerning the Antichrist, Prince William, and her books that she's written, which some of them may have made bestsellers. That's Dr. Joy Jeffrey Pugh. She's... um, one of my neighbors down here, she's right across the state line over in uh, Douglas, Georgia. So uh, that's the two announcements. I've oh. read one of her books. I have one here. I, I enjoy her. Yeah, It'll she's, be good. And for, for Brother Don to have a woman on the program as a guest, uh, mm-hmm. I, you must think you must must know for sure. And I mean, no disrespect to you, wonderful ladies. Okay, that's just you know. Just the way it is, but I have a lot of respect for uh, for uh, Joy. Anyway, she's she's smart as a whip. Number one. Oh yes. And she knows her she knows her book. Okay, she knows the Bible pretty well too. As uh, mm-hmm. to go right along with it, and she's been well. I'm not going to tell a lot of her personal stuff. Anyway, brother Dave, if you would open us in a word of prayer, brother. Certainly, Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks for this evening. We give thanks for the word the holy book, the Bible, and we give you thanks uh, for discovering new truths in the Word and reinforcing old truths that we know tonight by the Holy Spirit. We pray for Don and that his tongue would not impede his teaching tonight. And we pray for a healing for that tongue, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that the needs of all our guests in the chat room would be met Lord you know all the needs that are present Every, each and every one has a maybe a financial or a healing need or a, whatever the needs may be Father you know what they are and we know that you love them and that you've sa- called them and saved them and brought them here to learn together with us tonight and we thank you that you're caring for them and leading them upon the paths of life for your name's sake. And for all these things, Lord, we're truly grateful. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Amen. Kind of, I don't know if any of y'all thought about it, Brother Dave praying for a tongue. And that's that's first I've ever heard. That's a, that's a new one on me. <laughs> that, that That's a new one on me. I know what the Word of God has to say about them tongues, okay? And, and it ain't good. Yeah. <laughs> Life and death are in the power of a tongue. And James yeah. says it's set on fire. Hell, who can tame it? You know that's mm-hmm. that's the that's that's the way I think. See, when yeah. somebody else is talking, to, whenever they mention stuff that's the word of God, it, my mind just goes to rocking and rolling with the scripture. That's the way Brother Don's mind works always, no matter what. If I'm talking to you on the telephone, like me and Brother Chad was talking, you know, when a certain 
phrase will come up. Well, the, the scripture will come up that that phrase is in, and then my mind's off and running on the on the scriptural part of it. That's just I'm crazy. I know, folks. Just, you know, commit me to Tuscaloosa. I know I'm crazy, but that's the way my mind works, and that's what happened whenever Brother Dave mentioned. But also, your tongue is the pen of a right, ready writer, right? Ah, mm, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's I, what it'll be tonight. I wished I had, um, um, I mean, I, I, well, I better not say that. Anyway, John chapter 17, um, I don't, um, I have had company today, folks, I'm making excuses now, this is what I'm doing, so I'm just going to confess beforehand, I have had company and things have been going on this week that normally don't go on this week, so um, if the lesson goes lacking tonight, it's nobody's fault but Brother Don's. So blame nobody but me. Don't blame me. It ain't got nothing to do with the Lord. It's got to do with Brother Don because I've been turned every which way but loose this week. So um, chapter 17, Brother, what verse did we leave off in? Did we finish I, the second uh, part of John 17 or are we still halfway through that? I, I believe we stopped at uh, verse 9. Perhaps Kevin could... Uh, Tell us if that's right or wrong. But All i got to do is get, get there and scan it with my eyes, and I think I'll know where we got to when I get there. Because last time we, we did another lesson, and then we just came in and uh, started in John again. Yes, we started off somewhere else, didn't we, last mm-hmm. program? Oh, yes. Okay, some of you guys with an excellent memory in the chat room. Brother Chad, where did we leave off at, brother? Do you remember? I had written down 17.9, but I don't know. I did that. I usually always do that, and then the one time I missed the whole chat. Seems like to me that that that's about right that we finally finished the first the first part. See the first mm-hmm. well the first six verses are to God the Father Himself, and the second uh, from six to twenty from six to twenty has to do with the apostles, and the rest of it has to do with us. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the breakdown of John seventeen. So well, it doesn't matter. It's all good. If we started at verse one, it wouldn't hurt the thing. So let's just go ahead and start at verse six again, brother. Okay. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, And they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. Okay, verse 8 here. I have given unto thee, I have given unto them the words, W-O-R-D-S, which thou gavest me. So the Father gave the Son some words, and the Son gave the apostles some words, and the apostles have given us some words. That's the way that worked, folks, you know. Well, if they got messed up anywhere in between those transactions, then you got a pretty weak, um, and I speak reverently, Holy Father. 
got a pretty weak father after he's made such big-time promises throughout the Old Testament that he would preserve them. Man, the brethren hate it when I talk like that. They, it makes the hair stand up on the back of their neck. You see, folks, there's no such thing as the original manuscripts. You did know that, didn't you? <laughs> Let me say that again. There's, I'll give you a million dollars for one copy of the original manuscript. Okay, I'll take it if I can find it. <laughs> good, good luck. Good luck. Because there's no such animal. Okay. There is no original manuscripts. They uh, put the original manuscripts have been gone for ages. Okay. You've got copies. There's no such yeah, thing as the original manuscripts. Be, be copies, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got no. There is no such thing. So when they say the original Greek says, they don't know what they're talking about. Well. Surely to goodness, the Lord preserved. Of course he did. You see? But it it, it boils down to a matter of faith, see? It boils down to a matter of which one did he preserve, see? See what? See what I'm saying? There's no such thing as original. You can run back to an original man. Oh, this is is right out of the, the mouth of the Holy Ghost, see? See, folks, folks never think the thing through. They get to their comfort their comfort zone, then they just settle down on their lees and go to sleep. Here he is, talking about that old Bible again. Yeah, you better believe it, because that's what you rest your soul on. Fits wrong, eat, drink, and be merry. When I make those brash, bold statements like I did the other night about, hey, <laughs> if, if 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 this book ain't right, you might as well just go get drunk, stay drunk, have a good time, and live out the rest of your life in a drunken stupor. You, it, I don't say that stuff without forethought, folks, okay? Paul didn't say the exact words. But he was very, very close. To, I mean, you could tell by what he said that he, he kind of meant the same thing. Okay? Turn to 1 Corinthians 15, Brother Dave. Let's just go yes. see how important these very words are. Okay. I want you to scroll down there to where he's talking about the um, talking about the resurrection. And he says, if the resurrection be not true, then is your hope we're... Um, yeah. Your hope is in vain, and we're of all First, men most miserable. That's that's kind of the way it goes. Okay. First Corinthians. Hold on. Wait just a second. Whoa, 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 brother Kevin. What? I I just wanted to. I'm sorry to break in, but if I just got back, and if I'm gone again, my internet went out. Just keep on going. If you get ready to close, and I'm not here, just carry it on a little longer. I may be back. Okay, brother. No problem. Yours is messing up just like mine, huh? Yeah, the storm's fixing the. Knock, knock us down real good right here. It's barreling right on us. Okay, brother. Okay, thanks for letting us know. I'll hang. I'll hang around till you get back. <laughs> All right, brother Dave, go ahead. Okay. 
1 Corinthians 15, verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how shall some among you that, that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. There you go. That's just Paul's way of putting the importance on it. Folks, well, that's the resurrection. Yeah, we know that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Yeah, hallelujah. That's the word of God. Is that right? What makes that the word of God and the rest of it not? How can you bank your faith on one part of it if the rest of it's wrong? Hmm? See, why don't why don't you think like a little like that child? Why don't you think simplistically when it comes to the book? Because this is the truth. You know, there was five hundred witnesses that saw the Lord after his resurrection. 500 witnesses. Oh, yeah, that's the word of God. We're sure about that. We ain't sure about some of that other stuff, though. Pick and choose, huh? Pick and choose. Oh, yes, aren't we fickle? Aren't we fickle? Back to John 17, brother. Yes. 17, verse 9. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to see to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Hmm. I thought we made it down this far the other night. Uh, we've been here several times already. Yeah, there, there's no tell, but brother, <laughs> it all looks familiar because we've been there so many times. That's right. That's but we right. keep going back. A bit. Yeah, that, that's right. That's that's mm -hmm. exactly right. We've dealt with this son of perdition thing before, but I think mm -hmm. I made mention the other night about pre-existence. I think I made a little comment, yes. a sly comment about that. Um, yes. I'm not going to make any more comment. I'm not going to uh, expound on that any tonight, but I thought that was right here's where I made the comment at. Maybe it's a little bit further down. It doesn't matter. Go ahead, brother. And now come I thee and... Uh, let me start again. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. 
I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Uh, if they're not of the world, where are they from? Hmm? Oh, he's just speaking metaphorically and spiritually. Is that right? Says they're not of this world. Just as he is not of this world. We reckon he's metaphorically speaking about himself, too? Can't separate the two, folks. Stop and think about what I just said. Look at the verse again. I have given them thy word. And the no, no, world, no, 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 no. I didn't say go ahead and start reading, brother. No. I was just going to read it again. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, I want you to. Go ahead. And the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. See there, folks, how many times have you read that verse of Scripture and stopped and dissected it? Diagram that sentence, you English folks. Diagram it. <laughs> we can't be talking about one and not talking about the other. The subject's the same. Both of them's the same. They come from the same place. See, that, that, that's the way you would break that down in the English, okay? What do you know about it, Brother Don? Not a whole lot. And at this time, Pastor Don, you know, some might argue, well, you know, they have the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, well, the Holy Spirit hadn't been given out yet. So amen, amen, amen. That. That's exactly correct, brother. I've heard every, some folks catch this, all right? I've been around some, some pretty smart folks that catch this. And they make comment about it, but they the comment they make is a pack of lies. And one of them is just what Brother David got through saying. There ain't no Holy Spirit been given yet. They ain't got no Holy Spirit to make them be from the Father. By the Holy Spirit, there's a whole lot more going on to going on here, folks. Okay, I'll just say that. Scriptures are not plain about it. You got some out there that try to rest the Scriptures to their own destruction and try to make it, the, make most of the Bible about it. I'm not going to call no names. Some of them make a living doing it, okay, off of vague, obscure verses like this. But there's something there. Let me give you a natural. Let me give you a, a natural um, idiom, a natural illustration. Now I know this is natural, but it's also you can apply it spiritually as well if you think. If your if your um, your your thought patterns are deeper than the bottom of a coffee cup, okay. Energy is neither created nor destroyed and in a closed environment. And that's what we live in, a closed environment, okay? That's the first law of thermodynamics. Energy can't be created nor destroyed. Well, if it can't be created, just extrapolate that on down, okay, on out. Think about it. Let, your mind, let those synops, synapses in your brain start firing, okay, and thinking. I mean, there's a bunch of um, verses that you could throw in here and try to tie them together, but they don't tie together with context. See, that's the problem I have with this doctrine of preexistence, okay? I don't deny it at all because I, I see the uh, how much sense it makes. I see um, 
it would answer questions that there that you can't answer any other way. I understand that. But the way it's been, I, I think that the father has got has has been silent on it for a reason. Because, like a lot of other doctrines, if if people if it was pretty plain, that's all everybody want to talk about all the time. Like they do other stuff. Okay. So, I think it. I think it. It's there. But as far as the scriptures to teach it doctrinally and say this is a statement of faith, I can't do it, and there ain't nobody else can either, because the scriptures just ain't there. Unless you tear down the word of God and in and, and and implant words that's not originally there, that's the only way you could do it, and that's the way it's done. Change the words to make it say what you want them to say or what you think it should say. Then you've disobeyed three commandments in the Word of God at the very first of the Bible, middle of the Bible, and the end of the Bible. So have a nice day. Continue on, Brother David. Verse 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Okay, let's dissect verse 15 just a second. But thou would keep them from the evil. You reckon uh, Holy Father answered uh, you, um, his son's prayer? Did he keep them from the evil? Well, undoubtedly, evil did uh, crucifixion upside down and heads chopped off and and drawn and quartered does not fit into this category of evil. Have you stopped to think about that? There was stuff a lot worse. Of course God answered the prayer of the Son. He did keep them from the evil. But the evil is not what we think is the evil, see? What we think a lot of times is bad, folks, it... It, in the Father's eyes, it's for our glory. It's for our benefit. Peter got crucified. Mark got drawn and quartered. With uh, had all four parts of his extremities tied, and horses sent out in different directions tore him apart. Thou, the apostles died a martyr's death. That God didn't keep him from that evil, because it wasn't evil in the Father's eyes. It was a glorification process. They glorified his name in their death. And they loved not their lives unto the death. See, what you and I in our fleshy, earth-centric, world-centric way of thinking, our feet are so tied to this earth, we think in terms, we think in material terms. So Father did answer their prayer. He kept each and every one of them from the evil. Just not what you would classify evil. See, you would think that evil was for the Lord to take your child's next breath and take them on home to be with glory. To you, that would be evil. That would be bad. You would be sad. You would not, You would be wonder why, why, why. But in the Father's eyes, he's got an eternal purpose behind it that you don't understand. 
you've ever lost a loved one, you know what I'm talking about. If you've got it reconciled with God and he's given you peace over it. Bad things happen to good folks for reason, folks. Guaranteed. Gonna happen. And I'm not going to spend 30 minutes now ranting and raving about that. But it's just true. Better happen. That's all I got to say. It better happen. Where do you get this stuff, Don? I go over to First Timothy, brother. Okay. I think it's the last two verses, and it's in the last two verses in chapter two, three, or four. I'm not. That's I've got it zeroed in in my brain. To it's in the last. At first, it's in First Timothy, and it's the last two verses in chapter two, three, or four. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Some men's sin go before the judgment. And some follow after in the good works of some others cannot be hid. That's the way it's that's the wording that's in the verse verses. There's more going on uh in your everyday life and your tragedies and, and, and your happiness, what you think's happy, than you have any idea, folks, what's going what's coming down. If you're his and part of the program and part of the grand chess match Every step you take, everything that happens, the Father's all wrapped up in it. All the angels are wrapped up in what's going on. Steps of a man are ordered by the Lord. You you knew that, right? All part of the grand chess match. All part of the big the big shoe is. Uh, which Ed Sullivan used to say, we're going to have a really big shoe tonight, Brother Tony. You remember that. You found it, Brother David? Uh, not yet. Well, let me just go back and get it. It's just a I looked thing. at two, three, and four. I didn't see well, it. Well, then look at five and six. Okay. It's the last two verses in one of the chapters in First Timothy. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> but it, it's there. Okay. Don't think it. I'll look in Second Timothy. You look in. Well, I know it's not Second Timothy. No. Okay. No. I'm in five twenty-four. Five twenty-four. There we go. Yep. Some men's sins are open. Yep. Just start a couple of verses above that and um and see what. Thank you, brother Kevin. Appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. First uh, Timothy five verse twenty-two. Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sins. Keep thyself. Uh, it's just to lay the groundwork. This is Paul's personal, it's his personal admonitions to a young preacher boy. That, they, uh, that On first account, on first glance, that's what these are. These are admonitions to a young preacher boy, Timothy. Okay? But you, you, can, you can extrapolate. These are perfect. These are end of the limb verses. Now then, let me explain what I just said. Some of you that think already know what I said. These are end of the limb verses. These are carrying you. These, these take you all the way out at the end of the limb. 
See, brother, I, I didn't make that stuff up. I don't do things by chance. That's where it comes from is the way Paul treated Timothy, folks, the way I teach, okay? Paul goes to the extreme when dealing with his young ministers. And that's the reason I go to the extreme out on the end of the limb with you guys. But anyway, having said that, that's what Paul's talking. That's who Paul's talking to, and that's what he's doing. It's the end of it's the end of the limb type stuff. Go ahead, brother Dave. Drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine own infirmities. So Paul recommended medicine for brother Timothy. Well, why didn't he just say lay hands on him and say Ostalon Shantai and it'd be well? See. Oh, the charismaniacs have a real problem. Why in the world would uh, the one that raised the dead and healed the sick with his prayer cloths <laughs> be telling somebody to take medicine for a stomachache? Later on, he leaves a brother at Miletum sick, couldn't heal him. Why is that? I thought he has the gifts of an apostle, and these shine, signs shall follow. They shall heal the sick and raise the dead, and blah, 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 blah. Well, they did. And they did every single thing the Lord said they would do. Greater works shall ye do than these. They did. Till they all petered out. I don't care what you say. I don't care whether you like it or whether you don't. The facts are the facts. I don't care if your eyes have turned backwards in your head and you've jumped up and down and your legs slapped around your neck and, and you spoke in 25 different languages. How do you know it was the Holy Ghost? How do you know that? Counterfeits are so, aren't counterfeits supposed to be so accurate that you can't tell the difference between the two? Hmm? Because, oh, it's because I like it. I feel it. Well, you've done, dry, you done jumped off the boat already. You better get a life preserver because you're in deep water. The just shall live by faith. Not signs and wonders. And I mean no malice, folks, what I'm saying. I'm just telling you, been through it all, seen it all, been around it all, been up close and personal, up close and personal too, man, without going into details, with all that stuff. Well, but you just don't understand it's a personal thing. Yeah, I know it's a personal thing, all right. Demons are personal too. And when the Word of God don't back something up, in the context where it appears, in the historical applications, when you read down through church history, I'm talking about real church history. I'm not talking about picking and choosing from some heretics, Okay then you find out that what Brother Don is saying is absolutely true. 
since it's in God's word, could God do any solitary thing in this word in this word of God anytime he so choose to anybody he wanted to? Absolutely. And don't you ever misquote me and say that I said that he couldn't. Of course I believe that. But see, folks, this is something people don't get. Why they don't get it, it just befuddles my mind sometimes. The time period that we're in now, the just shall live by faith. Not what they see, not what they touch, not what they feel, not what experiences they have. The just shall live by faith. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by what, Brother David? The Word of God. Thank you. See how simple that the little kid can break that stuff down, folks, if you just want to believe what you read? Yeah, they know, yeah, buts to it, folks. Get all hung up on some of that stuff. Satan's one of Satan's greatest tools is to take something good and twist it. I tell you this stuff all the time, folks, because I want it to sink in your mind. The greatest lie, the great and most effective lies are the are the truth that's been twisted. Just a little bit, tweaked. Or, or any any Tom, Dick, and Harry could spot the outright blatant lie. It's the it's the it's the looks beautiful twisted. See on the backside where you don't see it, just tweak just a little bit. Then the whole thing's a lie, even though it looks good. But I said all that uh, for Brother David to go ahead and read these verses. They're a little ambiguous, unless you get the grand scope of the judgments, the seven judgments, how they take place, where they take place, to whom a, a party to them. Once you understand that, they're not too ambiguous. You don't hear anybody teaching and preaching on them. I can, you might find one out of 10,000. Let's go ahead and read him, Brother Dave. Okay, First Timothy 5, 24. Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment, and some men they follow after. Likewise also, the good works of some are manifest beforehand, and they that are otherwise cannot be hid. Do you realize that those four breakdowns cover every solitary thing that deals with an individual and their, as far as their works are concerned and their life and their rewards and every, do you realize that those, those breakdowns right there cover it all? I know sometimes in times gone by in programs, probably you don't remember it because it'd be wise if you don't listen to half of what I say, I guess, but I make the statements about I don't I won't mention their name because I don't want to take away a blessing from them. I made that comment two or three times about I don't want to take that. This is the reason why, folks. What I, the stuff that I say is is the word of God. It's 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 scriptural. Okay. 
Remember what the Lord said about um, doing such and such in private so that you'll be um, rewarded openly by your Heavenly Father later on? See what I'm saying, folks? There's a reason to don't spew out accolades and, and tail kiss all the time. And if the person's spiritual that's on the receiving end of that blessing, that's the way they should want it. But see, the old flesh likes to be glorified. Wants everybody, oh, see me, I'm big, I'm this, I'm that. Look what I did. So if you if you come to this ministry and you expect to be lauded among to the brethren about how great and wonderful you are and what all you did, how great and wonderful you, what this, you, you, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. There's no coon up that tree. Not here. It ain't happening. If, if it starts happening... Click the mouse, get off the program, I've lost my mind, okay? <laughs> I've lost my spiritual mind. I'm demon-possessed if I start doing that because I bet against, against that flesh-pumping, pride-instituted in, crap all my Christian life because I know what it does to people. The only reward and the only praise that you should be interested in whatsoever is praise from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the only praise you should be worried about and concerned about. Matthew 6, 3. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. Keep on. Keep on reading, okay. brother. It'll explain uh, what I just got through saying. Mm -hmm. That thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Mm -hmm. And when hey. thou... Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Now, folks, I wanted him to go ahead and read because I wanted to land right here for just a second before we go back to Timothy. This does not mean that it's wrong to pray publicly, contrary to what some folks believe. Got nothing to do with praying. It was, oh, it's a sin to see here. He tells them to go in the closet. Folks, why don't you read the context? The ones that use this for an excuse are the ones that's ashamed to openly confess Christ. I got your number, okay? I love you, but I got your number. I know what, how we run to certain verses to justify our own shortcomings. And this, for you... This guy... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And to get all bent out of shape, okay, over a simple, over something as simple, unless you consider yourself a hypocrite. Is that what you are? Would you be a hypocrite? Do you would you wear long flowing uh, to pray? Would you would you wear long flowing gowns and get right out on the end of the street corner and? Make everybody stand back and hold your hands to heaven and, and, and put on a show? That's what he's talking about. Not talking about street preaching or praying 
publicly with a group. So that's a testimony to the world, idiot. Bless your heart. What it is, is you're ashamed to mention his name publicly, and you're afraid of the peer pressure, and you're scared out your mind. Somebody might think you're a fool. I got your number, okay? I love you, but I got your number. And the Holy Spirit's got your number, too. You better get right. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Now, what was you saying? No, that's it. You covered it well. Thank you. Folks, human nature's a trip, okay? <laughs> it is. I'm, I, I mention it all the time to some of you folks probably get sick of it. Some of you don't even remember I mentioned it 500 times. <laughs> and I'm going to have to mention it 501 times. We have a propensity to rush to justify our own sin yes brother Don and you 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 every swinging soul under the sound of my voice I don't care if you're 78 years old and a deacon at the first baptist church of Dallas Texas We have a tendency, a propensity to rush to justify our own sin, what we're happy with, see, what we're comfortable with. See, we find something we can be comfortable with, then we build bulwarks around it, spiritually speaking. To where we build strong bulwarks around our little pet's sins so that nothing can tear them down. We won't let nobody tear them down. And when they get attacked, we defend it like defending a castle during medieval times because of pride. Guess who knows that better than anything? No, not you and not me. The devil knows that. Your adversary knows that. And he'll help you defend them. He'll even he'll even fall in there and and uh, pack the cannon with powder and, and put ammunition in it for you. Speaking metaphorically, say a lot more to it. Sin is transgression of the law. A lot more to this book than that, folks. A lot more to the spiritual walk than sin, the transgression of the law. The ones that quote that, I was saying, now, don't get off on that, or I'll be back on the Hebrew roots with both feet. They wicked, nothing, nothing. Back, back, back. Finish those verses up again. Go through them one more time in, in Timothy, brother. I'm gonna get off this because I can see I'm okay. fixing to take off like a rocket somewhere else. Go ahead. Some men's sins are open beforehand. Okay, why don't you stop right there. Let me explain this. Some people, the Lord beats the hell out of their whole life and just openly 
does it for a reason. The, of course, the Father's got eternal reasons. Probably just as speculation on my part, but so it will have an effect on the others watching that they may fear. Okay? If all the chastening and scourging of the Lord or the judgment on Christians was done in secret, well, nobody would ever know the repercussions of sin, now would they? See what I mean, jelly bean? Then it'd be a guessing game. But the Lord gives a little evidence of what's going on amongst his people. And some men's sins are judged openly beforehand. Christians we're talking about, remember, that's in the context of Timothy. And the ones that scoot and slide, oh, do I, I know them now. I know them now. Could call them by name. Oh, they slide and things are are on the, out on the outside, just smooth as whipped cream. Basically speaking, put on a good show before. Oh my good righteous, look how what a good Christian person they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got your number. Lord's got it. Long time before I did. The reason Paul says what he says about the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination. It's in the mind, because that's where it takes place in the spiritual realm. I don't care if you don't smoke and don't chew and don't run with them that do and live apart from sinners to where you couldn't find a, a an outward drunk or a whore or a thief within 100 miles. You still have to close your eyes and you still have to deal with yourself on the end. It's still on the inside, see? You can't get away from that with a getaway machine. Now, unless you stay in holy communion with the Father 24-7, seven days a week, 365, then you're guilty. (laughs) Simple. Let God be true in every man a liar. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Did you hear me? There's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Wisest man to ever live wrote that down. The thought of foolishness is sin. Ever think foolish thoughts? Laugh at a stupid joke? Whether it's good or not, it's a sin. Now you understand why them lawyers like to hang around in First John. Sin's transgression of the law. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They don't know enough Bible to fill up a thimble from a piss ant. Okay, brother, back to John. 
Okay. Oh, no, no, I forgot. We didn't finish this last no, part of Timothy. Go okay. right ahead. Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment. And some men, they follow after. Likewise also, the good works of some are manifest beforehand. And they that are otherwise cannot be hid. That covers the gamut. That absolutely covers every um, question you, you should have or might have about the judgment seat of Christ and about what you're rewarded for here on this earth and what you're not rewarded for here on this earth. This should cover the whole gamut. This has got, this has got all bases covered. Every, every bit of it. Say, Brother Don, is there a preference I should have over those things right there? Oh, yes. Oh, come on, man. You should know the Word of God well enough to know that. The preference you should have. The preference you should have is you want to be you want to be you want everything to come out at the judgment seat of Christ. You don't want it to come out now. Remember what the Lord said about those people who do so and so, they have their reward and their reward passeth away and it's laid the treasures laid up down here. Where moth and death are to death corrupt, you know all that, st- all that stuff, all those verses. See what I'm saying? And I know some right now, either download or whatever, is in the back of their mind. They just soon have every bit of it down here because their faith is so small. They have no spiritual eye for the unseen world. I know I know what I just said was just as true as Romans 8.28. How do I know that? I talk to them all the time. I talk to all kinds of folks. I, I hear what comes out of the mouth. The book can't be broken, folks. The Word of God can't be broken. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And we've all had our time. Our, we've all had our walk down those roads, down those specific aisles in times past, folks. It ain't got nothing to do with one person being special and the other not. That's not what Brother Don's talking about. We're talking about chipping away, purging away, you know, cutting away that old dross off that silver so it'll shine. Applying a little fire to that gold where it'll be, it'll be purified. Get the impurities out. A little more pressure put on that piece of coal, lump of coal to turn to a diamond. No bad-mouthing meant here at all. Not at all. Setting your eyes on the... Excuse me. Mm. Setting your eyes on the prize. Press forward to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus like Paul talked about. Run the race with patience, laying aside every, every the weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. This is part of the whole concept of, of Brother Don's teeth, the whole concept of what I'm trying to get across.
that you do have this is see this those two verses there's choices in that that's part of second timothy 2 the vessel unto honor some to dishonor that's that's the choice part because that's about reward and inheritance That's the choice part. So you, you, you want the choice of the unseen. You want it all to come out in the unseen, not here in the visible, because it'll all burn up like the rest of the world. You want it to be eternal on the other side. Lay up your treasures in heaven, you know. Set your affections on things above. da 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 dee da dee da dee da dee da All the verses. Back to John 17, brother. Yes. Uh, verse 17. Oh, any questions on that, by the way? Sometimes I, I tend to just fly by stuff that I think is so blatantly obvious, and it may not be blatantly obvious to everybody, because I remember one time when I would have had all kind of questions about it. I apologize for that. I'll give you a second or two to uh, put anything in the chat room if you got a question about it. Any questions, Brother Kevin? No, sir. Okay. Go ahead, Brother David. Okay. Verse 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So, here, John 17, 17. Remarkable verse. Answers so many questions. So, how's the Father set us apart? How does he set us apart? Sanctify them. That's what the word sanctify means, by the way. Not some second work, second benefit, not some second work of grace of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues and ostalon shantine and flipping around, flopping around. No, it's separation. It's a separate life. It's holiness. It's separation. How does that take place in our lives? How's the only way it can take place in our lives? What mode of operation is used to do that? Clean living? Good company? Christian music? Christian books? Going to church? Meeting and assembling with the brethren. All those are good things, folks. Is that what does the sanctifying? <laughs> oh. Read it again, Brother David. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. There's what the truth is and tells you where to get it. And if you ain't got it, you can't get it. There I go again talking about that same. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on saying it till the cows come home, folks. Till, till it gets settled in your heart, like it got settled in my heart years ago, and like it settled in many, 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 many other brothers and sisters' hearts. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word, little W, is truth. 
The words that I speak to you, they are spirit, they are life. Verse 18, brother. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Okay. Back up to verse 19, brother. Read that verse one more time. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Okay. Sanctified, so they might be sanctified through the truth. Well, the truth tells you back in verse 17, that answers that question, what the truth is. The word is truth. Christ is the big W. And the little w is the written word of God. There's the truth. Scripture answers its own exact. Verse 17 answers verse 20. There's no separate truth here. It's not a capital T. It's a little t. See, it's not It's not like where the Lord says, I am the way, the truth, and the way. No, no. Thy word is truth. That's the way they get sanctified. A little washing of water by the word, it's a cleansing agent. Remember? Next verse, brother. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Okay. Here they here in verse twenty one. The Lord's praying for Brother David Kennedy. And he's praying for Brother Kevin, Brother Chad, Brother Murr, Brother Brian, William, and everybody else in the chat room. And all the downloaders. That should believe hereafter. Sees your big brother. He's looking out for you. He's looking out for you all the way back here. Which, if you spend much time with, I'll make you love him more and more and more. That you ought to love him more and more and more. Not a stagnant thing. Folks, there is nothing about what we are here that's religious. Y'all about to get that? This is not religious. Religion is a form of of an outward display or a form of something. It's all about a relationship here, folks. It's all about a relationship in the Word of God. Religion is a worldly thing. There's been wars and death and bloodshed and treachery and lies and treason, all kind of things over religion. 
Sí. I forget who it was that said that religion was the opiate to the people. And it is. That's true words, folks. It's true. It is. It's a true. That is very true. Do you know who it was that said that, Brother David? I forget which one. I of think those. it was Karl Marx, but well, or if Lenin. It, if it was, it was one of the well, whatever they said, whichever one said it is true. It is an opiate to people's conscience. That's it's an opiate. It's what it is. But we're not religious. This has got nothing to do with religion, folks. We're talking about a relationship here. I don't. I hate that word religion. I can't stand real, true religion and undefiled to, to get out and visit the fatherless and widows and stuff and keep yourself unspotted from the world. That's true religion, right, brother David? That's what it says yes, in the Book of is. James. Tells yes, you that in the Book of James. Didn't mention a thing about going to church on Sunday too, by the way. But religion's opiate to the people. It really and truly is. Our relationship with Jesus Christ is totally different, and that's what sets us apart from the rest of the world. Loving an individual, a person. See, that's a relationship. And the commands to do that from Matthew to Revelation. If there was commands to do something in a book from chapter 1 to chapter 22, and I read you that book and didn't spend all the time talking about what it mentioned in those 20-something chapters, I wouldn't be much of an expositor, would I? Well, what, what, then what, what, what excuses the rest of them have? Hmm? Why would you spend your time with them then, huh? I'm just telling you what the book says, Rolf, okay? <laughs> You're the one that's putting garbage in your ears, okay? Not according to me, according to the book. Continue, Brother David. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Absolutely. That's that joining together. That's that union of the Father and Son and the believers. That's that that's that mystery body, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's that's part of it. That's part of it. You know, during the uh, some of the Inquisitions and during the latter part of the Caesars, uh Rule a lot of the martyrs, the, the the politicians and the rulers, they couldn't get over it. They could not understand. They could not grasp in their minds why people would die for something they couldn't see. In other words, it, and and refused to bow down to a, a piece of stone or say some kind of oath to a, a statue or something. They couldn't get it, folks. They could not get it. 
they thought that was the most foolish thing they'd ever seen. And they wrote books about it. And he put on the spot, there's a lot of folks out there right now that are supposedly, quote, unquote, Christian that would fall into that category about why do they talk about loving somebody? Why why aren't they concerned with Donald Trump? Why aren't they concerned with Chase Manhattan? Why aren't they concerned with the Federal Reserve? Why aren't they? What in the world? Why would... But they don't. I don't see what they're talking about. See what I'm see, see what I mean, Jelly Bean. I didn't say there was nothing wrong with any of that stuff. I didn't say that. I'm not that, one of those, those heavenly minded idiots that believe that their heads in the sky and the clouds all the time and ain't got no business down. Last time I checked, their feet was still planted on terra firma. Moderation, moderation, folks. Living as living in the world, but as not abusing it. Not putting too much emphasis on it. But when it comes down to eternal things, and when it comes down to the nitty gritty, we will choose the stuff that's not seen every single time. If you, if the Spirit of God truly dwells in you, and you've got your ducks in a row, every single time you will choose what you can't see over what you can. Let me say it one more time. If your ducks are in a row and that relationship's right and this book dwells in your heart, every single time, if given the choice, you'll choose the unseen over the seen. Every time. You, you sure you do you want the scripture for it? For we look not at the things which are seen, but on the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Back to John, brother. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them, and thou hast loved me. Man, that's a conglomeration right there. Everybody's in everybody else. It's all a big old communion and, and group pug and kumbaya. That's the, way it's, that's the way it eventually is going to be. That's a personal thing, man. Christ in God, God in Christ, us in Christ, Christ in us that the world may see that he is who he says he is. Come on, man. That's part of that testimony. That's part of that life. That's part of that perfecting process. That's the part of the inside that works its way to the outside. That's what, that's what that one little old verse is part of every bit of that. Verse 24, brother. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest 
me before the foundation of the world. And if you're in Christ, you love before you were loved before the foundation of the world. Ephesians chapter one, verse one through four. Don't believe me? Go read it, brother David. Ephesians chapter one, verses one through four. Okay. Put these verses together, folks. Ephesians chapter one, verse one. Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he hath chosen us. Watch it, cl- watch it close now. Two words. Watch these next two words. In him before the foundation of the world. There you go. In him. That's exactly what he talked about here. In him. That's how important two words are, folks. That's how important your English language is. Continue, Brother David. Before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. love. That's good. That's good. Back to John. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. And that goes right back to all that lamb slain before the foundation of the world, chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That goes all the way back to that that pre that 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 pre period, okay? Before before this chess match got kicked off. We'll we'll know about it one of these days. We'll know all about it, and we'll be laughing and cutting up about it, you know, and making fun of it then. But a lot of times, like right now, it's um, uh, ain't. It's, sometimes there just ain't much to laugh about. All right, ain't I? Hey, everybody's not as um spiritual as the Apostle Paul. Okay, they run around and getting. 49 lashes and then run around shouting hallelujah, glory to God, you know. No, no, it ain't It ain't all that fun. It ain't all that easy. That's the goal. Let me, let me slow down a second. That should be the goal that you should be able to glory in tribulation. That's the sign of growth. Without it, there is no growth, and don't even don't even reach in the closet and pull out your manufacturing machine and try to make it be, because it ain't. The growth process is laid out in Scripture, not in some closet somewhere that you dreamed up, and not with the excuse only God knows my heart. That business don't hold water. Because you've got the examples over and over and over again in the Scripture. Or, as Brother Paul said in Romans fifteen four, 
that which is written aforetime was written for our learning that we, through patience and love of the Scriptures, might have hope. For the things that were done unto you were done for an example. What do you do examples for? So other folks can follow them. And then Paul rattles off five times. Be ye a follower of me, as I am a follower of Christ. The things you've seen in me, do. Over and over and over again, folks, a lot of people don't even like to go and read them verses because of the implications. Because the implications are there's not another swinging soul in the New Testament that makes those claims but one. And that's your Savior. I've said that probably 15 times in the last four years. I wonder how much of it has sunk home. What does that mean that only two people said that? What does that mean that the Holy Spirit of God only gave permission to two individuals? Well, one, he didn't have to give permission because he is part of the Trinity. But only gave permission to one individual to be able to say that and record it in Holy Writ. Who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. What does that say? What kind of spiritual implications does that have? Some folks need to rewrite their uh, their life's playbook. I'll just get to the nitty gritty. Some folks need to shift out of first gear and put it on up into second, and third, so they can get to uh, overdrive. Brother Dave, dismiss us in a word of prayer. First of all, is there any questions in the chat room about anything I've said? Not up to now. Okay. I'll give it a second or two. You can break in, Brother Kevin, if they do. Brother Dave, if you would, go ahead and dismiss us in a word of prayer. Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, I give thanks for this word tonight. I thank you that you're helping us to go into another gear, to go higher, to be perfected, to be purged, to purge ourselves, to constantly buffet and battle with our flesh for your glory, for your honor. And we thank you for the strength and power of your word and the ability in the Holy Spirit by the blood of Jesus to be more than conquerors in Christ in all these things, in all these areas of our life where we're weak. You are strong. Yes, Lord. And, Father, I pray that we are reminded of these things and that you would help us choose the right course in all these personal matters of how we conduct ourselves every day. And I pray this in the name of Jesus, so be it. Amen. Amen, amen. No questions, Brother Kevin? No, sir. Okay, folks. Um, Like I said at the beginning of the program, uh, if I didn't get it wrong, um, Brother Robbie will be on with Celebrate Truth 
next Friday night. Unless if we may, if we move it up, that'll just be for y'all's benefit. If if he calls me tomorrow, which he probably will. But I think it's next Friday night, and then the 24th of July, Dr. Joy Jeffrey Pugh will be on with us then, and that will be a blessing. Anyway, if there's no questions, then um, Brother Dave, go ahead with the, with the yes. contact information. Contact information for Don Spears Ministry. Telephone number 334-397-2000. Three, three again. That's three, three, four, three, nine, seven, two, three, three, three. The email address is Joy Don, nineteen fifty three, at yahoo dot com. Mailing address is three one five five Louisville Street, apartment D. That's D as in Don. D1, apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017, 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, Brother David. Good job. Good job, Brother Kevin. Appreciate you guys being there. Love each and every one of you, and Lord willing and health permitting, we'll meet back here Sunday night, and we'll pick up and finish up John chapter 17 and go into chapter 18. Good night, folks. God bless. Good night, Pastor Don. Good night, brother. Good night, all. Good night.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.